Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from Makeshift Studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. Follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. You can email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it, and it helps people to find the show. Folks, back again. Hope you all had a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. I did spending time with friends and family, even though it was raining for a lot of it, it was still good to get together. And man, the unofficial start to the summer, but we are in it and we are ready to go and we're going to have a great summer. It's going to be a lot of big things coming from the podcast and we will get into that in the upcoming weeks. Today, we look at Hostile City Showdown 94 from ECW. Hostile City Showdown 94 took place June 24, 1994 from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 1,000 people said to be in attendance and presented in the most complete form due to technical difficulties. We start out with our intro and Joey Styles welcomes us to ECW. Hack Myers vs. Tommy Dreamer Dreamer is popular with the crowd as he comes out and he still has the sparkles and suspenders and is still trying to find his place in wrestling. He's clean shaven. Someone throws him a Rangers jersey. He stomps on it and throws it back. Both wrestlers face to face and Myers slaps Dreamer. Dreamer slaps Myers back and hits Myers with a Japanese arm drag. Dreamer takes his ring jacket off and throws it on Myers' head. Myers reverses an Irish whip with the jacket still on his head. Dreamer comes back with the bulldog to Myers. Myers rolls to the outside to regroup. Myers walks around the ring and holding on to the guardrail. He signals that he wants a timeout. Myers walks halfway back to the ring. Styles putting down both WCW and the WWF with some subtle shade on commentary. Myers back on the apron. Dreamer hits him with a couple of shots to the kidneys and Myers runs Dreamer into the corner. Buckle. Myers goes up top, but gets caught and slammed off by Dreamer. Dreamer gets Myers into another corner and starts chopping him. Dreamer with a corner whip and a backdrop to Myers. Dreamer follows that up with a side headlock takeover. Myers twists over to get a two count. Myers pulls Dreamer's hair and a let's go hat chance goes out. Myers with another twist over and another two count. Myers gets back to his feet while still in the side headlock as the crowd in the front row started Dreamer sucks chant. Dreamer with a double hand clap to Myers' head. Myers grabs Dreamer's foot, so Dreamer goes back to for an enziguri, but Myers ducks. Myers with some forearms to Dreamer's back. Myers picks Dreamer up, but Dreamer shifts his weight to fall on him and get a two count. Dreamer with a neck breaker on Myers. He follows that up with a snap suplex to Myers. Dreamer with an Irish whip, but drops his head too early and Myers throws Dreamer backwards into the canvas. The crowd cheers. Styles says Myers has fans here in Philly and it could be the beginning of Hackomania, like Hulkamania, but if you ordered it from Wish. Myers with an Irish whip and a clothesline to Dreamer. He gets a one count. An elbow drop on Dreamer gets a two count for Myers. Myers drapes Dreamer's head on the bottom rope and delivers a leg drop to the head from the apron. Myers with a snapmare and a nerve hole, and Myers has impressed me in this match. Myers with an Irish whip. Dreamer ducks a clothesline attempt, 
and comes back with a crossbody to Myers. He gets a two count. Myers comes back with the nerve hold again. Dreamer with a mule kick to break the hold. Dreamer with a DDT to Myers. Dreamer misses an elbow drop. Myers goes for a scoop slam, but Dreamer slips behind Myers and goes to roll Myers up, but Myers holds on to the ropes. Dreamer with a second try and gets a two count. Myers slams Dreamer's head down to the canvas. Myers with a corner whip, and Dreamer falls to the mat. Dreamer reverses another corner whip and hits the corner post sternum first. Dreamer goes up top and splashes Myers to get the pin. Chad Austin versus Don E. Allen. Pee Wee Moore is the referee, and as Barb Ortiz starts to make the ring introductions, 911 hits the ring, followed by Paulie dangerously. 911 grabs Moore to choke slam him as both of the wrestlers in the ring start to attack 911 with punches to the back. 911 choke slams Moore and then grabs the two wrestlers by the throat. 911 then choke slams both wrestlers. Paulie gets in the ring and tells 911 to choke slam Moore again, but Ty Gordon gets in the ring and pushes Paulie to the ground and 911 then slams Gordon. They get the other wrestlers out of the ring as 911 choke slams Gordon again. Tommy Dreamer comes out to check on Gordon and 911 grabs Dreamer. Dreamer trying to fight back with punches to 911. 911 choke slams Dreamer. Polly delivers the last rites to Dreamer as the fans chant 911. 911 and Polly then leave. The Pitbull with Jason versus the Tasmaniac. Dog collar match and a rematch from when worlds collide. Jason and Pitbull come to the ring. Pitbull comes out with the chain. Taz runs into the ring, and as soon as he gets in, Jason and Pitbull clothesline him with the chain, and Pitbull starts beating on Taz. Pitbull stomping on Taz before coming over and putting the collar on the prone Taz. Taz back to his feet, and Pitbull grabs some chain and starts wrapping it around his hand to punch Taz in the face. Pitbull throws Taz over the top rope to the floor, but gets dragged out by the chain when Taz hits the floor. Pitbull choking Taz with the chain on the floor. As Jason is out there yelling at Taz, Taz grabs the guardrail and slams it into Pitbull's midsection. Taz hits Pitbull with the chain before running him into another guardrail. Taz then grabs a chair from the audience and hits Pitbull with it. Taz grabs the chain and wraps it around Pitbull's throat to choke Pitbull with the chain. Pitbull then reaches into the crowd for a chair and hits Taz with it. Pitbull runs Taz into the apron head first and Taz responds with a headbutt to Pitbull. Taz throws Pitbull over the barricade into the crowd. Taz follows Pitbull and hits him with another chair. Taz then dumps Pitbull back to ringside. Pitbull grabs a sign from the crowd and hits Taz with it. Not that the poster board did much damage, more psychological damage, as it said Pitbull was a dog from hell. Pitbull throws Taz back in the ring. Pitbull stomping on Taz as the crowd taunts Pitbull with a Mikey chant, indicating the man that Pitbull lost the TV title to thanks to interference from Taz. Pitbull gets Taz in the corner and kicks Taz. Pitbull then gets Taz down on his knees and wraps the chain around Taz's neck trying to choke Taz out. Taz gets back to his feet, only to get knocked back down by Pitbull. The fans started chaining Shitbull to Pitbull in order to antagonize him. Pitbull touches two corners. He gets the third corner, but is cut off by Taz as he goes for the last corner as Taz jerks the chain back and Pitbull falls to the mat. Taz hitting and kicking Pitbull. Taz with an Irish whip and a clothesline. Taz gets three corners before Pitbull knocks Taz to the mat to break the count. Pitbull choking Taz with his boot as Pitbull holds on to the ropes for leverage. The fans are taunting Pitbull with their unique taunt again as I'm trying to keep this as clean as I can, folks. Pitbull with a belly-to-belly suplex. He gets a two count. I'm confused. I thought this was a tag all four corners match. Can you also win by pinfall? 
Taz hits Pitbull with a T-bone suplex. Taz gets two corners. Pitbull comes back with a back kick to knock Taz down to the mat. Pitbull hits a powerbomb on Taz. Pitbull picks Taz up and grabs the chain where Taz and he are back to back. Pitbull and Taz both touching the corners as they go around. As they go towards the fourth corner, Taz hits a belly to back suplex and pins Pitbull. Suddenly, Pitbull too hits the ring and attacks Taz with another chain. Styles identifies him and says that the Pitbulls used to team up, but that he hasn't seen Pitbull 2 in years and thought that he had fallen off the face of the earth. Pitbull 2 with an Irish whip to Taz, and Pitbull 1 hits Taz with a running knee to knock him down to the mat. Double corner whip to Taz, and then both Pitbulls splash him in the corner. They put the collar back around Taz's neck and then throw Taz over the top rope, and Taz holding on to the top rope to try to avoid being hung by the chain. Pitbull 2 holds onto the chain while Pitbull 1 grabs a chair and starts hitting Taz in the midsection with it. They finally stop and get back in the ring with Jason to taunt the fans. The Bruise Brothers, Ron and Don Harris versus Shane Douglas and Mr. Hughes. Again, I know what you're thinking, and there's no relation between myself and the Harris twins. Douglas and Hughes walk to the ring, and Douglas is dancing, and Hughes is all business. Douglas is the current ECW heavyweight champion, and he tosses the belt to an attendant as soon as he gets to the ring, and as soon as Douglas and Hughes step through the ropes, they are attacked by the Bruce Brothers. Douglas gets Irish whipped by, I'm going to say Ron, because they are identical and have not been identified. Douglas bails out to the floor, and Ron follows. He runs Douglas into a ringside table. Douglas rolls back into the ring, and the referee tells him that he needs to get to his corner. Hughes and Don battling in one corner of the ring, and I'm assuming they're going to be the legal men. That works for me since it happened almost 30 years ago, and, and there would be nothing that I could do about it if it didn't work for me. Hughes with a series of right hands and styles identifies that twin as Ron. Damn it, well, I said they were identical and that there was no relation. So Ron is in the ring, good to know. Hughes with a big right hand to knock Ron into the ropes. They go back and forth, and Hughes gets Ron into a corner. Hughes grabs Ron by the hair and tags Douglas in. Douglas with a snapmare and then that Kurt Hennig style snapmare where he jumps over the person. That move's always looked cool to me. All four men in briefly before they all go outside to brawl and we saw this last month when they went to the outside and all of them got counted out. Douglas hits Ron with a chair on the outside and tries to scoop slam him on the concrete. He can't do it and now all four men are brawling in the aisle towards the dressing room and the referee is trying to get them back in the ring. Hughes and Don make their way to the ring. Don gets in and Hughes gets up on the apron. And as he does, Ron comes up from behind and hits Hughes with a chair. Don guillotines Hughes on the top rope. Don rushes Hughes to knock him to the floor. Douglas comes in and attacks Don from behind to knock Don to the outside. Douglas comes out to the apron, grabs Don by the hair, and runs Don into a table by jumping from the apron to the floor. Douglas throws Don back in the ring. Don hits Douglas with a suplex. Ron tagged in. Ron with a corner whip, but Douglas moves on the charge. Douglas hits the belly-to-belly -belly suplex. Hughes tagged in. Don comes in and attacks Douglas in the corner while Hughes is hitting Ron with punches. Ron comes up behind Hughes and throws him out to the floor. Don choking a prone Douglas on the floor. Hughes gets Don off Douglas, but Ron comes over and starts choking Douglas with a chair. Hughes gets Ron away. Hughes with an Irish whip to Ron, who ducks a clothesline attempt, and Hughes catches him with a back elbow. Hughes then, using his tie or his belt, I can't tell which, to choke Ron down on the mat. Don comes in to break it up, but Hughes gets to his feet, and you see that it is his tie that he has around Ron's throat and drags Ron with the tie to the corner and runs Ron into a chair that Douglas is holding up. Douglas and Hughes working over Ron, and Don comes from behind and hits them with a chain. 
Don sends Douglas over the top rope to the outside. Now all four men on the outside. Ron throws Douglas over the barricade and out to, into the crowd. Hughes and Don exchanging shots. Ron brings Douglas back over the barricade to the ringside. He then picks Douglas up and crotches him on the guardrail. Hughes and Ron get back in the ring and Hughes hits the sidewalk slam, but the referee is on the outside dealing with Ron and Douglas. Don gets back in the ring and kicks Hughes off Ron. Ron rolls over on Hughes to get the pin. The fans taunting Douglas with a Pittsburgh sucks chant as Hughes complains to the referee about the count. He grabs the mic and says he wants the Bruise Brothers back for another match with another referee. Singapore Kane on a pole match. Tommy Cairo with Peaches versus the Sandman with Woman. Bob Artis explaining the rules as they show the pole and the Singapore Kane. And holy crap is that thing up there. It looks to be 12 or 13 feet up the pole. I hope it just looks that high because of the perspective of the shot. Sandman and Woman out first and the fans taunt them as Woman lights a cigarette for Sandman as they get to ringside. Sandman does get some cheers. Sandman finally gets in the ring as the cigarette is half smoked. Cairo and Peaches come out and Cairo makes the referee get Sandman back so that Cairo can get into the ring. Bob Artis introduces the managers and then the wrestlers. Sandman flicks his cigarette at Cairo as they finish the introductions. The referee tells Woman to get out of the ring and she looks like she doesn't want to go. She finally gets out of the ring so that they can start the match. They circle each other and stare at each other. Sandman backs into a corner and tells Cairo to come on. Sandman turns around and starts to climb towards the cane when Cairo gives him a belly-to-back suplex. Cairo follows that up with a spinning heel kick. Sandman rolls to the outside where Woman is and Cairo follows and hits Sandman with an elbow drop from the apron. Cairo rolls Sandman back in the ring. Cairo goes up top and hits Sandman with a cannonball. Cairo covers Sandman, but the referee tells him that pinfalls don't count. He has to get the cane. Cairo starts to climb and gets to the top rope. Sandman grabs his leg, but Cairo kicks Sandman off and no cane in sight. Cairo tries to stomp Sandman away, but Sandman grabs Cairo's leg. Cairo kicks Sandman off and then comes out after him. Cairo throws Sandman out of the ring and Sandman lands on the table at ringside and breaks the table and the fans go crazy because it wasn't done on every show 30 times. Cairo then goes out to the apron and leg drops Sandman. Cairo gets back in the ring and Sandman is up, but he starts going around the ring to go after Peaches. So Cairo gets him out of the ring and hits Sandman from behind with a running forearm. Then another leg drop on the Sandman from the apron. Cairo throws Sandman back in the ring and Sandman hits Cairo with a low blow as Cairo was getting back in the ring. Sandman then with a falling headbutt to Cairo as woman looks on with approval. Sandman with an Irish whip and a back elbow and then follows that up with a scoop slam. Sandman with a slingshot body splash and that looked impressive coming from the Sandman. I didn't know he had that in him. Styles calls the Sandman someone who is deceivingly agile for a man of his size as Sandman slaps Cairo while Cairo is laying prone on the mat. Sandman starts to go for the cane and they show it from a different angle and that bad boy is up there alright. Sandman starts to climb the pole but is cut off by Cairo. Cairo drags Sandman down so that Sandman is sitting on the top turnbuckle and Cairo starts punching Sandman. He punches Sandman and goes to give Sandman a superplex and as he does, the Singapore cane falls from the pole to the ground. I don't know if that was planned, but it was certainly funny to me. Sandman gives Cairo a front face buster as Bob Ortiz hands referee John Finnegan the cane and Finnegan places it on the turnbuckle. Styles admits that it will be easier for one of the competitors to get the cane now and win the match. Cairo comes back with a DDT to Sandman. Cairo starts to go after the cane, but changes his mind to go after Sandman some more. Meanwhile, Woman reaches under the ring and grabs another Singapore cane and slides it into the ring to Sandman. 
who gets it and starts hitting Cairo with it. The bell rings. Ortiz says the match is a no decision as Sandman is beating a helpless Cairo. Peach is up on the apron yelling at the referee to do something. The referee gestures towards Sandman with the cane and says, what do you want me to do? I agree with the ref. If you're matched up and called to do something to someone with a Singapore cane and you don't have one, the tie goes to the guy with the cane. I think it says that in the Constitution. Maybe the Magna Carta. I don't know. It's been a long time since I was in history class. Peaches gets to in the ring and shoves Sandman, who responds by pushing Peaches down. Woman comes in and lights a cigarette for Sandman, who goes back to caning Cairo again. Peaches goes to check on Cairo. Sandman tosses the other Singapore cane to Woman. Woman starts caning Peaches as Sandman goes back to caning Cairo. Sandman grabs a mic and says, pay your bills, Tommy Cairo. This was because Cairo was insinuating that he was sleeping with Peaches, and Sandman said that he hadn't paid for the privilege. That aged like milk. The crowd starts chanting, pay your bills towards Cairo. Sandman and woman then leave. Cairo up in a seated position, and he is a bloody mess. Peaches still down on the mat. Cairo goes and checks on her. Cairo gets her back to her feet, and he and Finnegan and Ortiz help her out of the ring. The public enemy Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge versus the Funk Brothers Terry and Dory. Flashback to what led up to this match. Public Enemy comes to the ring first. They are the tag team champions, but this is a non-title match. The Funk Brothers come out looking serious as they come to the ring. Ortiz makes the introductions. He says it's the first time in 10 years since the Funk Brothers have teamed up in the United States. But that's not true as they teamed up in the WWF in 1986. If you want to stretch the point that Dory was known as Hoss Funk, so that doesn't really count, then you're either crazy or an idiot because that totally counts. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox now so we can get this match started. The crowd gives the Funk Brothers a great ovation when they are reintroduced. Terry and Rock start. They circle each other. They lock up and Terry finally pushes Rock away. Another push off. Rock runs the ropes and double shoulder block and neither man moves. They start shoving each other. Terry spits on Rock. Rock pushes Terry and points at Dory and says he wants Dory in the ring. Terry obliges and tags Dory in. They lock up and Dory with a side headlock. Rock pushes off and they run the ropes. Dory hits Rock with an elbow to knock Rock down. Terry comes in. Double Irish whip and they go for a double back elbow. But Rock holds on to the ropes. Grunge tagged in. He locks up with Dory. They drive to the ropes. Dory with a side headlock. Grunge pushes off and runs the ropes. Dory drops down and then hits Grunge with a forearm to knock Grunge down to the mat. Grunge back to his feet in one of the corners and frustrated with Dory. They lock up and Dory with another side headlock. Terry tagged in. He elbows Grunge in the head. Terry then picks up the side headlock and it looks like he was trying to tear Grunge's head off his shoulders. Grunge gets to the ropes. Terry breaks on the four count. And as he does, Grunge runs his shoulder into Terry's midsection. Terry goes back to the side headlock and Grunge pushes off. Terry comes back with a shoulder block to knock Grunge down. Terry picks Grunge up in order to throw him to the outside and Terry follows Grunge out. Public be both out on the floor as Terry stops on the apron and some fans start yelling moonsault at Terry. Terry instead gets back in the ring and the fans yelling, you suck, the public enemy. Dory tagged in. Grunge finally gets back in the ring. He puts his fist up at Dory and Dory does his version of the Rock's bring it gesture. They finally lock up, but they are in a corner and the referee tells them to break the hold immediately. Grunge hits Dory with a series of forearms, and Dory reverses Grunge into the corner and hits one forearm that knocks Grunge silly. He then brings Grunge out to the center of the ring and hits another forearm. He then hits an elbow to Rock when he comes in. The referee tells Rock to get back in his corner as Grunge is rolled out 
to the apron, and when he gets up, Terry starts chopping him. Dory grabs Grunge on the apron and suplexes him back into the ring. Dory goes for a cover, but Rock breaks it up. Dory gets an armbar on Grunge and Terry tagged in. Double Irish whip and forearms to Grunge by the Funk Brothers. Terry hits a powerbomb on Grunge, and I think that it was a powerbomb because Terry couldn't get Grunge up for a pile driver. Terry gets a two count. Terry throws Grunge to the outside and follows him out. He starts chopping Grunge on the outside. Grunge comes back with shots of his own to knock Terry into a barricade. This match took place one week before Terry Funk turned 50, just for a little context here. Terry does a kind of his version of hulking up as Grunge is chopping him to no effect and Grunge is backing up. Rock comes over and Terry throws him over the barricade to the outside. Terry then throws Grunge over the barricade and now all four men are out at the ringside area and fighting. Rock tries to get back over the barricade to ringside and Terry holds him for Terry to hit Rock with a chair. Public Enemy started grabbing chairs and throwing them at both Funk Brothers. Public Enemy get back in, over the barricade, but as Rock tries to get back in the ring, Terry throws a chair at him as he is coming through the ropes. Grunge and Dory brawling at ringside. Dory gets back in the ring and Grunge throws a chair at Dory. Terry grabs the chair and throws it at Grunge. Dory grabs that chair and starts hitting Grunge with it as Rock grabs the chair and hits Terry with it. Dory and Rock have dueling chairs briefly, but Dory knocks Rock's chair down and then throws his chair at Rock. Rock goes for a shoulder block, but Dory shoves him away. Dory throws Rock out of the ring, and as Dory is climbing through the ropes to go after Rock, Grunge throws a chair at Dory. Rock grabs Dory and runs him into one of the ring posts. Grunge attacks Terry with a chair in the ring and then starts choking Terry. Rock grabs Dory and they brawl off camera as Grunge covers Terry and gets a two count as Terry gets his foot on the ropes. Grunge grabs Terry and throws him out of the ring and he lands on his feet near Rock, who is attacking Dory with a chair. Terry comes over and Rock hits Terry with a right hand as Grunge comes up and hits Terry with a chair from behind. Dory and Rock back in the ring as Terry and Grunge continue to brawl on the floor. Dory and Rock going back and forth in the ring as Rock holds Dory for Grunge to hit with the chair. Grunge hits Dory with the chair and Rock hits Terry with an elbow as he tries to come through the ropes to help. Rock gets down and Styles says they are trying to rip Dory open instead of going for a cover. Grunge goes outside after Terry. He runs Terry into a guardrail as Rock tries to keep Dory down with punches and kicks and Dory trying to get back to his feet. It's amazing to me that as I record this, both Funk Brothers are alive and both members of Public Enemy are dead. Life is fickle like that sometimes. Rock hits Dory with a chair to knock him back down to the mat. Dory does get to the outside and Rock runs him into a barricade and then the camera pans out to the darkened arena floor where Terry and Grunge are fighting in the crowd and Grunge is hitting Funk with something. Rock picks up fighting with Terry and Grunge makes his way back towards the ring where Dory is on the mat. Grunge with a scoop slam and a cover. He gets a two count. Grunge follows that up with a roll up for another two count. Dory back to his feet. Rock has made it back to his corner. A Terry chant goes out as Grunge gets another roll up for a two count. Rock tagged in. Rock with a back elbow and a corner whip to Dory. Dory voices the charge and rolls Rock up for a two count. Rock kicks out as Grunge was coming in to save Rock. Grunge grabs Dory and throws him to the outside. Grunge follows and grabs Dory. Rock runs to do a cannonball to Dory, who moves out of the way and Rock hits Grunge instead. Dory throws Rock back in the ring. Dory with a European uppercut to knock Rock down. He then gets Rock and starts pounding him in the face. Grunge hitting Terry on the outside. Terry is bleeding. Rock busts it open as well. Dory puts the spinning toe hold on Rock. Grunge comes in and clotheslines Dory to break the hold. Rock covers Dory, but only gets a two count. 
Dory kicks out after another two count. Grunge goes back out to fight Terry some more as Paulie and 911 come to the ring. Rock gets another two count and 911 gets in the ring to complain about the count as the 911 chant goes out. Both public enemy dumb, double teaming Dory as 911 choke slams the referee. Double Irish whip and clothesline to Dory. Public enemy counts to three and tells the timekeeper to ring the bell. And Terry comes into the ring and attacks public enemy from behind. Terry drops the ringside steps on Rock. He then counts Dory covering Grunge. Rock and Terry continue to brawl after the match as Rock throws Terry over the barricade. Grunge wraps what looks like wrist tape around Dory's throat and is choking Dory on the inside. Dory gets out of that and starts punching Grunge in the corner. Dory knocks Grunge down with another uppercut and Grunge responds with a low blow. They brawl some more in the ring. Terry, Rock, and 911 have battled up to the eagle's nest. Terry wraps some rope around Rock and hangs him upside down from the eagle's nest. And I don't know what they paid Rock that night, but it wasn't enough. Enough would be that I never had to work again in life. Rock is lowered until his arms reach the ground, but he is still upside down, and Terry throws a chair on him. Dory comes over and starts punching Rock. Terry has what looks like a bottle of beer and is spraying it on Rock. Grunge comes over with a chair to try to help his partner. The Funk Brothers get Grunge down and then celebrate as they walk back to the dressing room. ECW Television Championship Match Mikey Whipwreck versus The Rock and Rebel Rebel out first with Jason. Whipwreck comes to the ring. Jason holds up a sign in the ring that he got from a fan at ringside. It said, Beat Mikey, Hurt Mikey, Pin Mikey. It's just that simple. Rebel attacks Whipwreck as the bell rings and pulls Whipwreck's shirt over his head. He then tears the shirt off of Whipwreck and chops him in the chest. He chops Whipwreck again and then scoop slams Whipwreck and stomps on him. He grabs Whipwreck by the head as a Mikey chant goes out. Rebel hits a short arm clothesline and then drops an elbow on Whipwreck. He then suplexes Whipwreck. He then sits Whipwreck on the ropes and chops him again. Rebel then hits a pile driver on Whipwreck. Rebel with an Irish whip and a spine buster on Whipwreck. He again elects not to cover Whipwreck. Rebel with an Irish whip and a side suplex to Whipwreck. Rebel with another Irish whip. Whipwreck ducks a clothesline attempt only to get tripped by Jason. Jason gets up on the apron to argue with the referee while Rebel Irish whips Whipwreck. Whipwreck leapfrogs Rebel and knocks Jason off the apron. Rebel clotheslines Whipwreck over the top rope. Rebel comes out after Whipwreck and hits him with the chair. He then throws Whipwreck back in the ring. Rebel holds Whipwreck as Jason gets on the apron to hit Whipwreck with a chair but Whipwreck ducks and Rebel gets hit instead. Whipwreck then brings Jason in the hard way and plants him face first into the mat. Whipwreck starts ripping the suit off Jason. Rebel and Jason then double-team Whipwreck. They beat him with a chair. Taz then comes in and makes the save. The pit bulls come in and try to jump Taz. Taz was able to beat Jason Stable away. The numbers game finally gets to him and they get him down. They have Taz down in the center of the ring, stomping him and hitting him with a chair. They then hold Taz for Jason to drop an elbow on, and then Jason goes up top and splashes Taz. Main event, Sabu with Paulie Dangerously in 911 versus Katniss Jack. Sabu comes out first and is wrapped up in chains by 911 as he leads Sabu to the ring. But it's a bright neon yellow plastic chains like you used to see everywhere, and that really took me out of the moment. Paulie gets the mic and says this is the interpromotional dream match of the century before introducing Sabu. Cactus Jack comes out to a great ovation from the crowd. Paulie keeps Sabu back so that Cactus Jack can get into the ring. Sabu circles Cactus Jack and then hits him with three enziguris and Jack finally falls to the mat 
and Sabu stomps on him. Sabu with an Irish whip and a spinning heel kick to Cactus Jack. Sabu follows that up with a front face lock. He then stomps and kicks Jack into a corner. He chokes Jack with his boot while Jack is on the bottom rope. Cactus Jack back up, so Sabu hits him with a side suplex. Cactus Jack back up again, so Sabu hits him with a spinning heel kick to knock Cactus Jack to the outside. Sabu goes for a suicide dive, but Cactus Jack moves to avoid it. So Sabu stops and climbs out of the ring instead. Sabu grabs a chair and hits Cactus Jack with it. He hits Cactus Jack repeatedly on the back with the chair. Sabu then sits Cactus Jack down in the chair and then gets back in the ring and hits Cactus Jack with a suicide dive. Cactus Jack back to his feet again, so Sabu grabs another chair and comes back into the ring and hits Cactus Jack with the chair. Sabu sets the chair up. He runs and launches himself on the Cactus Jack in the corner from the chair. Sabu sets it up to do again, but this time Cactus Jack catches him with the back elbow. Cactus Jack grabs at Sabu's face and appears to be tearing it. Cactus Jack then hits his famous over-the-top rope clothesline and both men spill to the outside. Cactus Jack back to his feet and reaches in and grabs the chair from the ring. He hits Sabu several times across the back with the chair. Cactus Jack then drops the elbow from the apron to Sabu on the floor. Sabu gets back up as they go around the ring and Cactus Jack hits him with another chair to knock Sabu down again. Then someone from the crowd hands Cactus Jack a frying pan and he hits Sabu with. Cactus Jack then smacks himself in the face with a frying pan. Cactus Jack then threw Sabu back in the ring. Jack drops the elbow on Sabu again. Jack gets a two count. Cactus Jack goes up top and does a front flip to the mat, but Sabu moved out of the way. Sabu rolls to the apron and comes back in with what Joey Styles called a slingshot leg drop to Cactus Jack. He gets the two count. Sabu with a straight right hand and a leg drop to Cactus Jack. Sabu goes up top and looks to be going for a moonsault, but gets caught by Cactus Jack. Jack goes for a belly-to-back suplex, but Sabu shifts his weight in midair and turns it into a splash on Cactus Jack. A double count going. Both men up, and Sabu hits a standing drop kick. Sabu with an Irish whip. A series of reversals by both men, and they spill to the outside. Cactus Jack picks Sabu up and runs him into a guardrail. He throws Sabu over the guardrail and attempts to sunset flip Sabu, but Sabu holds on to the rail. Sabu grabs a table and sets it up in the aisle in front of Cactus Jack. He then grabs a chair and hits Cactus Jack with it. He puts Cactus Jack on the table and uses the guardrail to springboard onto Cactus Jack and breaks the table. Both men back to their feet and Sabu throws Cactus Jack in the ring. Both men go back to the floor and Sabu rushes Cactus Jack, who hits Sabu with a stun gun on the guardrail. Cactus Jack stomps Sabu several times. Sabu comes back with a belly-to-back suplex on Cactus Jack. Sabu moves the guardrail out of the way, and then he and 911 set up a table out in the crowd, and then 911 puts Cactus Jack on the table. Sabu then goes to the apron and hits a moonsault from the second rope onto Cactus Jack, and they both go crashing through the table. Jack up and throwing remnants of the table into the ring. Jack then throws Sabu in the ring and covers him with an arm, but only gets a two-count. Cactus Jack grabs a piece of the table and hits Sabu in the face with it. Jack gets Sabu in the corner. He goes to the opposite corner to charge Sabu. Polly gets up on the apron. Cactus Jack charges Sabu and hits him with a running forearm. Polly then nails Jack in the head with the phone. Sabu falls on Cactus Jack and gets the pin. The crowd boos as Bob Artis announces Sabu as the winner. 911 and Polly get in the ring. 911 grabs Cactus Jack and holds him for Polly to hit several times. Polly goes to hit Cactus Jack with the corner clothesline, but Jack ducks and Polly hits 911 and falls down. Cactus Jack back and throwing punches to 911's head. 911 grabs Jack by the throat 
and Jack kicks 911 between the legs to get out of the hold. Cactus Jack with a running drop kick to knock Sabu out of the ring. Jack grabs a chair and nails 911 with it. 911 and Cactus Jack brawl to the outside. Mr. Hughes comes to ringside and he and 911 start beating on Cactus Jack. And this after Cactus Jack and Mr. Hughes had teamed up together some in WCW. There's no loyalty in this world, folks. Shane Douglas comes and pulls Hughes off Jack. Maybe Douglas remembers them teaming. Joey Styles is as confused as I am. Sabu and Cactus Jack battling by the ring ropes. Sabu gets in and sets a chair up on the ropes. The Bruise Brothers come out and attack Hughes and Douglas at ringside. 911 and Cactus Jack, along with one of the Bruise Brothers and Hughes, all together fighting, and Sabu launches himself onto the whole group from the chair. Jack and Sabu going back and forth on the outside. Jack with a pile driver to Sabu on the concession stand to the delight of the crowd. They are fighting in the crowd again, but you can't see it because of the crowd, which probably wouldn't meet the Atlantis Morset definition of ironic, but I thought that it was at least worth mentioning. Jack grabs Sabu and throws him back over the guardrail towards the ring. Jack throws Sabu back in the ring. When Jack gets in, he gets hit with a bottle from Sabu. The bottle breaks and the pieces go all over the ring. 911 throws the table into the ring and Sabu throws Cactus Jack into it and breaks the table. Jack laying on the broken table and Sabu hits a moonsault on Jack. Jack up and hits sort of a suplex with the table on Sabu. It was a weird visually, but effective I believe. It fades to black and Cactus Jack with an interview. He was half of the WCW Tag Team Champions at the time and has the belt with him. He says it's the first title that he's had in a long time and it's very dear to him. He then spits on it and throws the title down and says, not anymore. After tonight, he can choose three paths. Concede the title of the most dangerous wrestler to Sabu. He says, never. Outdo Sabu, but looking at his beaten body, it's not possible. The third path is the path less traveled that he must go down, and that is to eliminate the competition. He says he's sick and tired of being a family entertainer. He says his contract in Atlanta doesn't mean anything to him because one way or another, Mrs. Foley's baby boy is coming home. Bang, bang. The camera fades and then shows Paulie in 911. Paulie says he's never seen anything like it. He recaps everything that happened to Cactus Jack during the match. He's never seen a man take pain and beg for more. Paulie says Sabu won nothing tonight because Cactus Jack is still breathing. He says he's obsessed with the downfall of WCW and Sabu is the man to get it done. Sabu is now here to take Cactus Jack out. They fade to black. Final thoughts. This was an intense show. They set things up nicely for their summer run. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media.